Welcome back to the show. There's no telling where we'll go. So come and share a laugh on the Imp and Skiz podcast. We're back on the couch, Skiz. I, we just cannot make our mind up between like how we want to do this set, can we? Yeah, or if we want to wear headsets or not. Yeah, yeah, we're just... <laughs> no, there's actually a good reason for yeah. it. It's because... Uh, we have a guest with us today. There he is. Right Welcome, ZF. <laughs> ZF. In the house, ZF, right there on the TV. I am pumped. I've been waiting for this. I, I it's, it's like we're in the middle of it, and, I, and I'm still in this attitude like I can't wait to get started. And we're doing it right I now. Know. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I so see good. a spot right there in between you guys on the couch. I would rather be there. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> fit, man, and we do need you back. We need another appearance of ZF back in yeah. America. Uh, because yeah, we have hung out IRL together and it was like super yeah. fun. Yeah. So we need, you, we need you to come back, man. We need you. Um, but yeah, I'll welcome to the it. show. Uh, we are basically going to treat you like anybody else that we've had on. We're going to act like we don't have a clue who you are. And this is for the viewer's sake, obviously. So there's going to be a lot of people that maybe, uh, never heard of you, never watched your content before. And I want to give you just kind of the opportunity to share to them who you are. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm ZF. Hello. Um, I run a YouTube channel, ZF Plays. I've been doing it for about 10 years now. Five of those uh, professionally. Professionally, I'd say in air quotes. (laughs) Not sure how professional it's been. but um, And yeah, I'm a a hermit with Impulse there as well on the Hermitcraft server. And I am Skizzy's best friend in the whole world. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I thought I was. How many best friends do you have? What the heck, I got a, I need a backup. Oh, geez. Impulse is the backup. (laughs) I don't know. He does like (laughs) you more than me. Uh, (laughs) But that's awesome. Yeah. Like you mentioned, we've, we've known each other for quite some time now. And, and, uh, before we get into that, I got to just start with, cause everybody always asks when it comes to like having like gamer names or handles online or whatever, instead of using your real name, uh, they always want to know the backstory. Like, how did you come up with your gamer name ZF? So I'm just going to, let's, let's, let's hear it. How did, how'd you come up with yeah. this one? So it's not that interesting of a story really. Um, back when I was very little, um, I was playing an online MMO game called RuneScape. Not sure if you've heard of okay, it or yeah. not. Um, it's like a fantasy game, like dragons and all this stuff. And I needed a username for it. And I, I really, it's something irks me about having a username where it's like Dragon Slayer four seven two three one or something like that, <laughs> or you know, a really unrealistic name. So yeah, I tried to pick something that would never have been picked before, just a kind of gobbledygook name. And um, I think I'd recently seen the film Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, awesome book, awesome movie. Um, highly recommend it and uh there's a character in that called zaphod beeblebrox and just took the name zaphod did a little bit of uh you know flipping letters around and stuff and then zaf yeah came out and played uh, runescape as the name zaf um for many many years and then when it came to to doing youtube it was just a sort of the, the name that fit the best i guess so just continued that on and uh, now I'm stuck with it, with people mispronouncing it all the time. And, and <laughs> Z-Daff. Kind of yeah, no, we did, a bit, yeah. we did a bit with that, didn't we, when we were doing the, yeah. the auditions for uh, <laughs> Moonlight, which is an S&P we got, we got into together a while back before Hermitcraft, which we can talk about as well. But um, yeah, it's always interesting to hear the background on, on yeah. names. Like Skiz and I we get asked that all the time. And so by now, I think we've, we've told that story as well a hundred times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've been down that yeah. road, but yeah. got to do it. Got to do it. Cause everybody's always just asking that straight away. But, um, I also think it was interesting, like how, how connections are made when it comes to online creators, like meeting each other for the first time. 
I know that gets you know, obviously with Skiz and I, our backgrounds different because we went to school together. We grew up together. Uh, but yeah. like uh, people you meet online, like people ask, how did I meet Tango? I want to ask you the same question, because that's actually how I know you from was you and Tango had met first and Tango kind of introduced yeah. me to you. So like, how did how did that kind of uh, introduction to each other come about? He Tango found me. I I did I did none of the finding. He <laughs> was uh, back in the day, in the very early days when I was I think I had maybe four or five videos out on the channel. Um, I used to post them on the Minecraft forums. Uh, there was like a Let's Play sort of thread that you could like post your Let's Play to, um, just so that I didn't get zero views all the time um, <laughs> <laughs> to get a couple more. And yeah, within I think the first ten episodes at least. Uh, I was getting a few comments from different people, and one of them was this Tango Tech, and um, I was very nosy and curious, and I decided to like look at everybody's channel who who was commenting on me, and um, this Tango Tech person had like a thousand subscribers or something, which was amazing. It's like wow, this this guy is like a huge YouTuber, like <laughs> unbelievable. Um, and yeah, so then I knew him from that, and he commented on a few more of my videos, and and then we just sort of got talking uh, through YouTube Messenger at the time or whatever that was, like. YouTube mail. I, I can't remember. They, I don't even think they even have it anymore, do they? But oh, I don't um, think so. But you're right. I do remember way back then there was a way to like yeah. privately chat with people through YouTube. It, Why would they take something like that away? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of an odd thing to have in the first place. But yeah, so he messaged me, messaged me there, and we got talking. And yeah, the rest is is history. He was pretty much my my first um, like other person, my non real friends that I that I ever knew. <laughs> And uh, yeah, but, yeah, like I say, the rest is history. So, what is it? What what drew him to you? I mean, isn't it obvious? Uh, it's, 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 it's obvious. Yeah, it's obvious to me. But I'm curious, like, what? How did he? What did he say? How did he reach out? What did he? Uh, what yeah, are, I mean, I, I I wish I could pull up that first comment that sure. he put, but yeah. I, I think yeah, he was just interested in in what I was doing. I think similar to how I didn't really know anybody else. I didn't have like a, a community going on um, in that respect. I think neither did he, and maybe we were doing somewhat similar kind of stuff in those early days, and yeah, he just reached out, and like I say, I, I he reached out initially, and then I was the one kind of pushing to try and make sure that became more of a, a friendship or something, and not just a, <laughs> a a little, you know, comment back and forth, but yeah. I can imagine, you know, because anybody that's watching your content, the, the way that you play Minecraft, the way that you, you know, form your videos, uh, you're very unique right, with what you do the, the concepts you come up with in game how you treat the game you don't just play the game like like most people where you're like okay i'm going to start from punching a tree and then i want to have you know an industry of of every block i in the game uh you kind of like try to find ways to make the game fun and approach it from unique angles and, and bring characters into the game i mean i i remember watching some of your early content before you were ever on hermitcraft where you you created a character called willie the worm Right. <laughs> and suddenly you yes. had this like pet and, and it literally wasn't even like an animated thing in game. It was like just like six blocks that were in the shape of a, a worm with pink wool. And you put a little sign on it to make a little face. And like you all of a sudden are telling this like story of Willie and how you're taking care of him in the game. And this is like stuff that like like normal. <laughs> Sorry, normal <laughs> no, Minecrafters I, don't typically do, right? Like, so yeah. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if it, what was going on in Tango's mind, but I remember when he introduced me to your content, that was the first thing I thought was, wow, this dude is thinking outside the box. And that was like really cool to see. And here we are 10 years down the road and you're still doing it. 
on on Hermitcraft. You, you you've gone through some some different things, the mad scientists, and now you're hanging mobs upside down at your base in Hermitcraft, and <laughs> and just it, just off the wall stuff. Like every time I come to your base, I just look around and I'm just like, I would have never in a million years thought to do this, and it's just amazing. Yeah. yeah. When I watch when Thank I you. watch your videos, I was uh, so my my. my my wife goes walking by one time and I put on one of your videos and the specific one I was watching was, uh, the Z advancement about, uh, I, I think it was 10 deaths as quick as you can or whatever. I don't remember what the number was, but 10 yeah. unique deaths and you did it. You, you worked it out. So, uh, once you died, you'd go back to the bed, but they would move the blocks around. So it would kind of dictate the next block that you would land on. And then that would trigger the next death. And it was, it was great. It was, it was obviously a good idea, but as I'm watching this, I'm like, this dude is amazing. Like, this is so creative. This is so unique and so, uh, and above all, so much fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. And it was really, uh, it was cool to see Tango's raw reaction because he was uh, in charge of, of not, not of killing you. What did you do with Tango? He, all I knew is that he kept seeing the death messages going, what is um, that? Oh, he killed you the first he, time. He, he, yeah, he started the chain off. Yeah. And then I just, I just wanted someone else's reaction there that didn't know what was going to happen yeah. just because I thought it'd be funny. Um. You know, you often it, when like somebody gets stuck in a death loop, you see their death message pop up again and again, and you think, "Oh no, what's happening?" And I, I wanted him to see this bizarre death loop <laughs> of messages appear. Yeah, um, and it was great because yeah, he reacted so perfectly. Um, he goes, "How are you doing this?" Because you kept dying in the most unique ways, one after the other, to the point to where I, I kind of like to be a fly on the wall for everybody else who was on the server at the time, reading those messages, going, "I, yeah. I don't, how is this happening like, right what? now?" It's so good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that is one thing that you're you're doing this season, Z advancements. So um in the normal Minecraft game, they have advancements and there's certain things you could do. Uh, you know, punch a tree, you get, you know, is, is one advancement type thing. Collect all the wool. You know, they have diff different types of advancements. You made your own. You're coming up yeah. with ones that nobody had ever thought of. Like where did where did this idea even stem from to start Z advancements? It's yeah, it's it's quite a quite an idea, I must say. I, I think it's it's my my favorite kind of series concept that I've I've done so far. I'm re really proud of it. Really happy with how it's going. I'm I'm loving it because it just lets me be be so unique and do such weird different things. Um, but yeah, so it originally just came from doing the normal advancements in game. Like it's always a fun idea to 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 sort of step outside of the normal box of just kind of surviving and actually try and do something that you you wouldn't normally do by trying to follow the in-game advancements and i just thought you know what i want to i want to try and do something that nobody has ever done or or maybe like less than 1% of people have ever achieved in minecraft before um and that usually means the really weird silly stuff yep. because why would anyone have <laughs> yep. um and then yeah it just kind of uh, grew from there and it, it was actually an idea I had um, before the previous season, um, which was a shorter season of Hermitcraft that we had, um, and I wanted to do that idea, but I knew we were going to be having a slightly shorter season than usual, and I didn't want to waste such a cool kind of season, like season-long objective on on that, so I had to quickly come up with some other completely different idea, and that ended up being my my science-themed um, season. Um but yeah, so, so I was super glad. Like I, I had it probably about a year and a half before this current season we're in now even actually began. Um, so plenty of time to to think wha random, wacky thoughts of different things, and had plenty of help as well from from viewers and and my patrons and things like that. They they suggested a lot of stuff, but it's it's very tricky to come up with something that's both 
unique and hasn't been done before, but equally is doable by by me, like a humble humble mortal. <laughs> I'm not I'm not brilliant at the game at all, so it's got to actually be doable and not take me a hundred hours to try and achieve. Um, and also something that's kind of it's just got to feel right as well. I don't want to I don't want to just you know step on every type of block once or something because that's not fun that's right. not right. fun to watch yes it's yeah you know it, it's got to have that that catch to it that's kind of like it, it's an experience the experience of doing this advancement it puts you in a place where you would never have done that before which means hopefully it's entertaining to watch because hopefully that means the player you know the person watching hasn't ever done it before either that's that's right. my thinking at least i like it a it, lot. it works out great i mean like you had that one where it was like the a mob riding a mob riding a mob and then you ride that and and then then you like set it up so that it was like going in a circle and and like it, it's just like visually <laughs> stimulating and funny at the same time and and yeah these ideas that you came up with are are just they're, they're super fun to watch and, and whether you've you asked me to be involved <clears> or i'm just watching and you drag another hermit into it like you do with tango. I mean, it's it's just awesome to see. I mean, that was what a what a concept. I think the word that you use there that resonates um, so heavily with with me is you use the word experience, and mm-hmm. and I and I feel like this is going to sound crazy, but I I feel like I play in a very similar fashion when it comes to Minecraft. I do the weirdest things. I we've we've mentioned it before when I did Skyburger, where you push a button and like <laughs> fifty cows come raining out of the sky and die in front of you, and you get all that beef. But before they do it, they pass through a, a lava curtain, so they're cooked. It's a bunch of, you know, they all die, and then just cooked steak flies all over the place. It's a crazy thing to do, but it was about the experience. Mm-hmm. The psychedelic drop was about the experience. I like to do that, but here's the deal. The reason I, I first of all, I enjoy it. I like giving the audience something that actually feels like, like an experience the way you do. But my my Minecraft is is crap. You know what I mean? It just is. I don't have the redstone skills. I don't have the building skills. So it's almost like this happened sort of out of default or out of necessity or whatever, (laughs) but it's also what I kind of am naturally good at. And it's just being quirky and just finding a way to play the game in in a fashion that you've just not seen before. And that's, that's, that's what draws me uh, to your videos. So, so, so heavily is that it's, it's right up my alley. You know, and I, I see these advancements and I see the things you do. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about, man. These are total experiences. It's so <laughs> unique and so different and so much fun. It's just so enjoyable, you know? And so yeah. now I want to kind of ask you, because since we are similar in that fashion um, and, and in others that we're going to talk about later, but do you find yourself in a space, because I do this all the time where, you know, you conjure up these ideas and they sound good. And you, you probably, you go to bed that night thinking, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm, And then I, I wake up, I start doing it. And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever tried to do. <laughs> like the, the self-doubt is just overwhelming. Do you experience that? Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, it tends to be towards the, the beginning of the idea. I really struggle to find the right angle. There's an idea there, but I don't know what direction to approach it in to, to kind of fit. And until I've kind of figured that out, I often kind of stagnate a lot. I kind of I'm too too anxious almost to actually get the video started. But as soon as I've kind of got that that road laid out and I'm like, ah, okay, if I if I do this first, it will kind of naturally kind of lead into that. Um, then yeah, then I'm away. Then I'm good. I'm I'm just I'm happy, head down, working on the video, super happy. So yeah, it's just that initial thing. I just gotta figure out the the key to to the idea really. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, I mean, one thing is like we're talking about Minecraft and what you do in Minecraft as a content creator. And I think the the one thing about Minecraft that a lot of people love about the game is that there's like so many different ways that you can play it. Like Skiz was mentioning, you know, not necessarily a builder or a redstoner, 
but you can tell a story with unique ideas and things like that. What was it that drew you initially to the game? Do you remember, you know, 10, 12 years ago, however long it was when you picked up the game to begin with? Like, like what made you want to play Minecraft in the first place? The short answer is no, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> the long answer is, I, I don't know, yeah, it was just, I like, I've always enjoyed Lego and things like that. So there's the com kind of comparisons to Lego and things, mm -hmm. but... It was it was watching other people play it. Honestly, I was watching uh, a few YouTubers that played it. Etho um, was was my first, as I'm sure he is to a lot There's of people. people yeah, <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, so it, I, I just kind of wanted to 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 be able to do what Etho was doing. Or maybe there was a few other people I was watching who who would just be playing it from a more survival point of view. And I just I'd be thinking like, oh, I would have I would have done that. I would have done that a bit different. Like that was an odd choice you took. I would have done it this other way. So I just had to yeah get the game myself and and play it but i did play for a long time in single player on my own kind of just learning the fundamentals of the game really uh before i did any any kind of youtube video or even attempted to record anything so yeah and, i think that kind of helped get the get the basics of the game going before kind of doing anything wow okay so you did play for quite some time it sounds like before you ever started recording and and you did a solo series what was it zf super minecraft <laughs> adventures yeah. I think you yeah. did over like a hundred episodes. I in did that exactly a hundred episodes. Like, oh, exactly a hundred episodes. <laughs> yeah. So what was it like going from like that single player experience to joining like an SP? So like I mentioned Moonlight when once you you know, me and you and Tango, we started hanging out. We also made friends with with Grafoniac and and we decided like, hey, it'd be cool if we all just got on a on a world together and recorded together in, in this this multiplayer, you know survival series and then we we were doing that right we, we created moonlight you joined yeah. that what was the difference do you remember like feeling any different having like more of a collaborative minecraft experience versus what you did a hundred episodes of solo with <laughs> um yeah so moonlight was actually pretty much slap bang in the middle of those 100 episodes um and yeah i remember at the time i i really did struggle actually to to kind of change my mindset, I, I was playing very single player still, um, even on a server with other people. Uh, I, I think I, I didn't really embrace it enough. I I guess where I'd been doing it on my own for so long, I didn't really know any other way. I had my my workflow, the way I would build mm -hmm. something and edit it. And um, I would say as well, my editing is is quite important to my to me. I think that's like the thing that I really focus on the most is the, the editing of the video. Um, and other people mess that up a lot it's hard it's hard to do it with other people because you I, I i know when i'm gonna end a scene and i'll be able to kind of maybe say something like uh so we need to and then i'll yeah. cut and then i'll go to the next place and then be like go to the nether and then i'm already at the nether or something silly like that so i'm i'm kind of like editing it in my head yep. as i go and as soon as you got somebody else there it's it's very difficult to do that so i think i was quite shy i guess or just kind of nervous to to lose that little bit of control that i had with the single player stuff but um i mean it's it's always good fun like the, the point of joining uh moonlight was to be able to play with, with you and tango and and grafoniak and all that like it was it was great um it was short-lived at was. the time i think i <laughs> i maybe made 10 episodes i can't remember now um there was some memorable yeah, but, stuff in there though i remember like yeah. you were going around and and issuing like citations for 
things that people did that like weren't safe. You were like safety police or something. Do you, <laughs> yeah, do you remember that? Like that? I remember putting lots of like yellow and black tape yeah. down and, and closing things off because they weren't safe. Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's when I when there's when I watch a movie and there's certain things that stick out to me or just they just last forever. Like if I were to talk about. Uh, uh, a League of Their Own, right? It's a movie with, with Tom Hanks. It's about when the war was happening and women came in and played a lot of baseball. It's a great, great. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And there's a lot of little pieces in that movie where there's just a subtle thing that Hanks does that just, I just love it. It's just like a little, it's a, it's a single word or it's a single gesture or whatever. That was kind of my first real exposure to Zed is there was, I don't remember if it was part of Moonlight or if you and um, Graf did your own, did you and Graf do your own series for a bit there? We did like a small, uh, almost like a, a kind of the equivalent to UHC, but it was like a small kind of survival mini series. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and I, if I remember correctly, it was, you guys started by falling out of a plane. You, yeah. You, okay. yeah. We had remember? this whole like oh, yeah. movie at the beginning yes. with a plane moving along and we had to like jump out. I think Tanga yeah. was the pilot. Yeah, yeah, and you that's right, he was the pilot. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and he nailed the pilot voice, by the way, if I remember correctly, but you come out, you guys went on, on, on onto the wing and that's when Zed said, and they did the sound effects, you know, like this plane's supposed to be flying. You don't just walk on the wing and he's all, it's a bit breezy out here. And I just started cracking up and then they fall and Zed does this thing where they're pain, they're making panicking noises as they're falling to the ground and they hit the water. And he just kind of gives this last ditch effort panic scream. That is, I can't, there's no way I can properly articulate it. It is the funniest noise I've ever heard. I, if there's any chance at all, I'm going to I'm gonna try to play it. Like right now, I'll try to play it right now. I'll just cut to it and come back. If there's any chance I can find it. I don't even know if that video still exists. I have no oh, idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's there. It was so like, and, and, and the weird thing is that noise you made, that last ditch panic noise that you made right before you hit the water, was so good. I think I rewound and played just that noise about 50 times. I should have just made it my, my ringtone or something. <laughs> it was the funniest thing in the world. And I, that, that just, I was that moment on, I was just hooked. I'm like, this guy's just, I just, I love him. It's just so funny. Yeah. So funny, man. Yeah, Thanks, man. I got to check out my retention graph for that video. Now, there's going to be this spike in the middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give it a give it a couple of weeks and go back and look and see if you you got some new ones on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah he brings up a good point. Like I I forget about that sometimes. Is that like you you do have and you have done a lot more than just like your single player and what you do what people see you do on on Hermitcraft. Like you had that um, survival series that he just mentioned. You also had one that I remember that I, I thought was was really unique in that you kind of created a game inside of, of Minecraft. I think you used command blocks and stuff. It was called Proximity. And it yeah. was like this island-based game where you came up with this concept that like you were invisible on certain islands. And then when you got on another island with the enemy, then it was visible and you would fight it out. Like, can you can you walk us through like how that concept came to be and what it was like developing something like that? So yeah, first off, Proximity, uh, I love it. Never done anything like it again since, and I totally should. Um, maybe a Proximity too. Hmm, maybe I'll Ooh. maybe I'll get thinking about that already. We won't but... put you on the spot for it, but if you want to, I'd love to play it. <laughs> yeah, no promises, but who knows. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't really remember how I came up with it other than I, I think I was just playing with the command blocks and the commands that we had at the time, which were much, much more limited uh, back then to what we have now. We've got like data packs. You don't even need command blocks anymore. It's all... 
it's all just coding. Um, but yeah, back then, I, I think I just discovered that you could do a, a sort of target a player on a team with a, a range um, effect, and anyone within that kind of sphere of them would would get another effect put on them. So I just decided to do the invisibility thing, and it was the whole proximity. If you get too close, you can see the enemy, and they can see you, and then you run away and go invisible again. So I just sort of played with that and uh, tried my best to come up with a, a map that would kind of suit that. I mean, it's very, very rudimentary, um, very kind of abstract uh, to what I could probably do now. Um, but it worked. And yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We we played it for a bit. I, th I think it had a few thousand downloads, maybe, which, uh, especially at the time, I was, I was incredibly happy with. Um, people seem to have a lot of fun with it. So uh, yeah, I've always kind of wanted to do a little bit of game design and code and stuff. I've never really actually took the time to sit down and learn it, though, unfortunately. But I, it, I, I'm very intrigued by coding and the ability to kind of create stuff like that. Um, it, it's like magic to me. So yeah, definitely, definitely proximity too. Hmm. Wow, very cool. That would be cool to see. I, I just remember being super impressed that you even had like the skill set yes. to understand the command blocks and yes. stuff like that. Because that is like way outside our our norm as like typical, you know, let's play content creators. You know, that's more. I of try like and dabble. The, yeah, you know, yeah. dabbling a bit of everything. <laughs> Not good at anything, but could just about no, do everything. You want to know? My goal. Matt. Let me tell you how I felt about it. Okay, because we played it with if you guys yeah. remember we i don't i don't have any i don't remember if we streamed it or or filmed it or just just played it i actually don't remember i just remember it being a ton of fun and while i enjoyed it you ready for this it pissed me off <laughs> i was yes. not the game not the game the fact that he made it because yeah. because because i we zed that's we have a very very similar humor we have a very similar cadence. We have a very, there's this, our energy is very much in line when it comes to what oh. it is to entertain. And I just loved it. And then, and and then he goes and creates this game and I'm like, well, screw him. He's good at this too. Yeah. Just, I was like, that's not cool. Leave that up to the nerds. Like, you're like, how are you? You're out there programming now. I can't do that. I like that. I remember feeling like I'm, I'm back here on my own again. It's like so oh, fun, but it was bad. so cool though. It was just so, so much fun. Really clever. So on the note of the fact that I kind of want to, I want to talk about this and I'm not necessarily trying to, you know, deviate away from Minecraft or anything, but we do have a very, very similar humor and there, and that's, and, and you know what? It's not for everybody. It's, it's for most people, <laughs> which I've, I've found, but we just, a, a lot of what we find funny, uh, we, we is in line, uh, what kind of distracts us. We lean into, I remember when he was talking about how huge the nostrils on the chicken were like, it was like, it, yeah. it's crazy. Huge. <laughs> he found a chicken and he did. It was like the first time he, in the game, he noticed that the, not that the chickens have huge nostrils and he really leaned into just that. I'm like, that's, that's what I do. I always, that just happens. Like, and that, that's, that's why I like this guy. And it got me thinking like, I've just sort of always been the goofy guy my whole life. Ever since I was younger, I mean, I did a lot of different things, but I was always sort of the guy that I was in charge of making people laugh. And I'm curious, did you grow up like that too? Or is this something you discovered later in life? Um, firstly, thank you, by the way, to be compared to you, Skiz, is, a, is truly an honor because you're yeah. hilarious. But um, yeah, so I was, uh, I'm the youngest of three. I've got two uh, very much older sisters and they are seven and nine years older than me. So I was, I was very much the baby of the family. Um, and I guess, I don't know, I just, they, they would try and sort of play with me a lot and, and dress me up all silly and everything. And I love the attention. And I guess I just sort of learned that it was okay to kind of be silly because 
every, everyone would laugh at me and then yeah that's good yeah <laughs> um but yeah I, I mean i i'd say for me like comedy wise i i don't expect other people to find me funny i i find myself funny which i know is a horrible trait to have but i think it's because i just <laughs> i sort of say things before i think things yeah. um and then i i surprise i'm like oh i just said that and that's funny and then i then it's you know it doesn't even feel like it's me making the joke because yeah. it just kind of falls out of my mouth yes and then, and then i get to just enjoy enjoy the mess that fell out um so yeah <laughs> so, bro when you said you find you funny impulse looked at me I, laughing because he always tells me i'm my biggest I, fan i do i make <laughs> yeah. fun of him all the time for being his own biggest fan and yeah. i just don't get it because i'm like the opposite and super critical of everything i do but but yeah, anytime he like says a joke, like his own thing, he starts laughing at it like hysterically. And I'm like, don't you want to just let other people laugh? Like they you, can just laugh. Be, like you have confidence. You said something funny, but you're also cracking up at the same time. I don't but yeah, yeah, you guys are very, very similar in that way. And, and like you said, it's like, um, you know, you, you find yourself being more unique that way. We actually had a question from one of our, our Glimpse supporters that kind of uh, revolves around that. And it is that you have found a way to be comfortable with your uniqueness and you were kind of in this this world now where um it feels like uniqueness is frowned upon or, or, or people try to push against it what would you recommend if you if you were to meet a child who was like you and wanted to be unique but feels this like peer pressure around them to kind of conform and and, and just do the same thing everybody else does what would you say to that that child it's difficult. It is really difficult. The, the the feeling, the pressure that you have to try and conform to something like that, it's strong. It really is strong. Um, but it's one of those things, I think you've got to try it. You just got to try it. Be brave, try something, and hopefully you'll get good results. It, it won't be as bad as you thought. And I think as long as you're you're kind of being yourself and all, you know, all that kind of stuff, um, then you're you're doing fine right because you're doing what you want to do at least you're making yourself happy your job's not to try and make other people happy necessarily i mean maybe being a youtuber a little bit it's meant to be but again <laughs> i always just find as long as i'm enjoying what i'm doing and i'm enjoying the video i'm making i put it out there and hey apparently there are other people out there that must think the same way as me because they seem to enjoy it as well so fantastic you know that's that's what i'd say you just got to just got to try unfortunately and that's the hardest bit that first step is difficult but once you start maybe seeing that people like you for who you are and and, and for what you do that just gives you like compounded confidence to just to just be yourself and and you'll find that even if there's some people out there that that won't like like you for who you are doesn't matter because you like yourself yeah, yeah. Oh, i fantastic like fantastic advice yeah i mean and like you said like <clears throat> it, it, you you hopefully things will will always like land right but there's going to be moments where things don't land like every comedian has gone of through course. this where they tell a joke on stage and it just didn't land right um have you ever like had that happen to you anything you can remember or or if not like what do you do when that happens to to make sure you like are able to get past that um, yeah, I mean, it, I can't remember a particular example and it does happen. Um, but luckily with YouTube and live streaming, you don't, you don't hear the audience. You don't know if they're laughing or not. So <laughs> right. just keep on going. Yeah. You just enjoy yourself. You know, there's at least not that feedback. I would, I would hate to be on stage. I absolutely hate any kind of, um, public speaking or anything like that, 
because I th I think that might be the reason. I I can see the the disappointed looks in the audience's eyes as I'm saying whatever <laughs> I'm saying. Um, so yeah, it's 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 tough. But luckily, um, doing like I say, doing what we do, you kind of can hide away from it a bit and just just focus on your own thing. See, yeah. and I find that super interesting because when when I'm streaming, sometimes there are things that happen. And I know I'm my biggest fan, but unequivocally, that was really funny. Like whatever it was, like there, it was objectively very funny. And you see the chat go nuts with the LOLs and the laughing emotes and whatever. And it's just completely silent. And I remember thinking, ah, I, I wish I could hear it. You know what I mean? Like, I really wish I could hear it because I actually, I, I'm very, I'm, I am comfortable on stage. I am comfortable in public speaking. I actually kind of do kind of sort of enjoy that gig or whatever, because of that reason, I like getting that, that, that reaction. I wish you were, I wish you were there when I did the best man speech at Joey's wedding. I wish you were there for that because it was, it was, I had that, I had that audience like hook, line and sinker, man. I had like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I remember really enjoying it, but to kind of double down on what you're saying in regards to, you got to just be good with yourself. I couldn't possibly agree with you more. And, and, and in regards to people not really being in line with you, yeah, of course I think I'm funny. It's the reason I do what I do because it's what I think is going to be funny. And if people don't, that's okay. Like that's, yeah. that's that get like you got to instantly know it's got to be okay. And here's why, because guaranteed there's going to be people out there who don't, they're, they're not into it. There's no such thing as one comedian that everybody likes. You know what I mean? There's just, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, you can't ever please 100% of the people, right? Never. Like, like that's the that's been the hardest part I think about being a content creator is like knowing that that you're not going to please everybody and and there are going to be things that you say or do that people are going to either disagree with and not like or or form some sort of opinion about you and uh with the comment section uh, sometimes it can be brutal if you don't have that thick skin to mm -hmm. to read through. I mean, do you find yourself like what Skiz and I do have a little bit of differences as far as like how uh, how much time we spend reading feedback from other like on our videos, our comment sections, things like that. I would say I have the problem of doing it too much. Like I try to read every single comment, and then he's kind of on the flip side where like you'll you'll read a few comments and then it's like okay, that's enough, right? And then kind of move on. Do you find yourself anywhere on that scale? And, and uh, like, how do comments affect you personally? Yeah, um, I, I do read every comment I get. Um, I've just got it set up on my phone to just show me like it's not video per video. It's just like all comments ever. So even a comment on like a, a 10 year old video, I'll still see. Um, which they're my favorite, by the way, when yeah. you see that like really old one, come, it's like, oh, great. Yeah, someone's yeah. watching that thing. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I try I like you say you, you kind of grow a, a thick skin for it I think just the more you the more you do it I can totally see why some people just would decide to not look at it at all um but I, I like to I, I like to think that the the positive comments will always kind of overwhelm the negative comments for the most part and then you know a lot of the time the negative people I'm just like yeah yeah you don't know what you're talking about and then the, <laughs> the people that are positive they know they know what they're talking about yeah. they're, they're the ones I focus on yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. I, I, I think I like what you said about like being able to see comments from 10 years ago or whatever. Have you ever actually like gone back and rewatched like your episode one of, of the first video like you ever put out? And, and like if you yeah. have like what was what was your reaction to to see like you now versus you then? What would you say to yourself like if you could talk to yourself the you from 10 years ago? 
Yeah, it's it's a bit of a. I have. I've got I, pretty much just that first video. I, there's not been that many sort of in the middle ones that I've gone back to watch. Although, like you say, the thing with uh, the airplane with the phoniac and all that. Like, I need to hear this amazing noise that I was able to produce <laughs> yes. now because I don't know what you mean. Um, but yeah, looking looking back at that first ever episode, I'm still impressed to this day how many things are the same there's obviously like the the, the microphone quality and the vis visual quality isn't as good and everything but that's to be expected but the the kind of the the way i'm present i mean my first episode is is just me running around making random noises as i'm killing a bunch of chickens um <laughs> just like a quick cuts little ones all this kind of thing and it's totally the kind of thing i would still do today so in that respect yeah, uh, very, very similar still. So I'm glad. I'm glad that I've able to keep some level of kind of consistency um, over my over my YouTube. But uh, but yeah, equally there's there's a level of kind of cringe as well. There'll be certain things that I'll just kind of maybe drag out a little bit, a little bit too long, maybe a minute or two longer than I should. Whereas now I'll be a lot more better at kind of chopping it up into to a much more manageable, um, you know, bite size um, yeah. edit. Um, again, like I said before, like editing is, I think, a really powerful tool. So I, I really do try to to utilize that in my video, not just kind of have a, a start to the video and I do some stuff and then it ends. Like I, I try and kind of get a good pacing going and a flow going with my edit. Um, but yeah, that's probably what I would tell myself back then is to not be afraid of editing yourself a little bit more because those those 10 second pauses that you're leaving we we don't need we don't need <laughs> yeah. to hear those yeah you could you can kind of um you, you can pick up on the moment that whatever's happening in the video has officially overstayed its welcome yeah and, 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 it's, and it's it's that's that's a finesse that's a maturity of touch that we that's, don't oh my god i was literally going to use that term finesse it, or maturity. maturity of touch yeah. in, in drumming like in because kids and i are both drummers and like at some point you you go from like just understanding how to hold the stick and how to hit the drum and how to make a rhythm to like there's like a, a maturity of touch is what they call it like you can literally hear like the tone in the drumstick based off of like how you're holding it and like wow. like like the specific grip that you have and and in that and and that like you hear it like mm -hmm. as drummers like you, you can tell that person has maturity of touch that person does not yep and it's kind of like that with video editing, right? Like, yes, I'll, I'll let you continue. I just had to stop because I was like blown away by the fact that you and I were about to use the same <laughs> same, same verbiage phrase. there. But yeah. No, but that's what it is, is that in the beginning, you don't quite have it. And I'm, I'm with you on that to the point to where if I, I can't, I quite literally cannot watch my earlier stuff. It just, it's, it's nauseating. It's like, <laughs> I almost want to, I almost want to put a note, like rename it to, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Because it's like so bad, but you go through time and as you're, as you're editing a couple of different things happen, like you're saying you're editing and you understand what that cadence is. You get the maturity of touch, you know what you're doing, you know, when something is overstated, it's welcome. And then it's even, it's confounded when you're realizing that while you're filming, like you're saying, you know what you're going to do. And then now we're gonna, you just talked about it, you know, a second ago. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like, I, I, I haven't even imported this into Adobe yet. I know exactly what I'm going to do here. I, I'm not even done recording what I'm going to end up. And I know exactly, you know, you just, you kind of, mm -hmm. you get it all and you get, you get that rhythm down. So it's, it's hard to go easy on yourself on the older stuff, but it makes sense because the maturity of touch wasn't quite there yet. So, which begs the question, what, what am I doing now that I'm going to look at in the future and go, oh, I had no idea what I was doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. What am I going to improve oh. on now? I was a guest on this podcast once. Wow, yeah, what a, what a time. What a mistake. <laughs> what was I thinking? Oh, man. Yeah, it, yeah, it does get you thinking, like, 
where what will things look like 10 years from now when we have a chance to I mean obviously 10 years ago do you could you have ever envisioned that you would still be doing this 10 years down the road and that you would have grown to the success that you have today no I mean, absolutely not straight like every every month every year that goes by i am surprised that i'm still doing it it's still a thing like slightly less so since i've been doing it professionally over these last five or so years but even still like the the growth from back then to now has has just been unbelievable i still i i have like imposter syndrome almost about it because it just doesn't feel real it's such a a, a sort of cool interesting job to be able to do and have um i'm yeah i just feel incredibly lucky that i'm able to still be doing it and who knows yeah maybe five ten years maybe i won't be able to be doing it anymore but i i thought that five years ago and you know here i am so right you know hopefully fingers crossed uh yeah things will still be going just as good in the next five ten years what are uh what are conversations like with you know your friends and family when you you tell them you know this is or you first became professional you said this is what i'm going to do full time i'm not going to pursue you know some other kind of career i'm going to be a youtuber do you yeah. remember those conversations and what what were they like i still struggle now with with my mom and dad they don't they don't know they don't get it they don't truly understand um what i do still and that's fine i mean they're very supportive um they they watch a lot of streams i do they'll pop up in the stream chat quite often um, they've tried to watch a few of the videos. That's a little bit harder for them, I think, because it's that one step more of, of kind of because it's like edited and that a lot more kind of focused content. So, um, yeah, it's 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 interesting to uh, to hear their thoughts on it. Sometimes I think they're getting it, and then they'll say something that's just completely off base of of what I'm doing or uh, who the hermits are or who my patrons are and all this kind of stuff. So it, it's very funny to hear, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I was very fortunate that I didn't really have uh, a real job. I, I kind of floated around a little bit after school. I, I didn't go to university. I didn't know what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be. Um, so I thought there's no point in doing a course in something just for the sake of it, end up with student debt and whatnot. Um, so I just I just focused on 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 learning what I wanted to do when when that thing came along I would do it and I, I, I was very fortunate that I was able to to take those few years to to figure that out without just you know being kicked out on the street or something <laughs> um so yeah I was able to start doing it professionally in a very small way because I I was still living at home with my mum so I didn't have very many expenses so the amount I needed to earn from doing YouTube and, and all of this was a lot lower than I'm sure it, you know, could have been for for many people. Um, like I know you, you guys, like you both were able to kind of leave your jobs, right? Well, not or, me. Or sk <laughs> not you, Skiz. Still yeah, still working but, on it. I closer every day, but yeah. I mean, I, I'm making enough in this world to where if it was if it was just me or I didn't have a child who's going to college in New York, I could. I could, yeah. you know, it, but that's my, my expenses and, and I'm not complaining. So we're very clear here. My, my expenses are very, very high at this time in my life right now. So it just, it's not realistic to the point yeah, to where yeah, I find myself in a really interesting space right now. I'm struggling right now because my, my, my current situation is this. I'm, I'm not on the cusp of being able to make the jump, but I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And then on top of that, I just, th there's, I could. I could literally leave my job right now, which I get paid very well for and get a year of pay before it goes away. And I'm like, dude, if I just dedicated a year to this, 
But then my brain's like, there's two, your most favorite people in the world are depending on you and you're not in a place. This is not a, I'm doing it. Can I keep doing it? This is a, what I'm doing now would not cut the mustard. It's not going to get it done. So that's a huge risk. And if it was just me, I would, I would take the risk, but it's not just me. It's my favorite people in the world. It's my family, you know? So, so not yet, maybe one day, just not yet. And so, but, but here you are, I mean, you're both doing it and it's, and it's, it's hard to explain like you said, my mom still says, how's it going with the Skittle man? Right? She calls me Skittle man. Skittles man. Yeah, yeah. Skittles man. Well, what is it? You know what uh, I mean? And so it's like this back and forth. And she and I, I, I they wouldn't get it. They Like, go they, watch the Minecraft. You have no idea what you're even looking at. It's not going to be enjoyable yeah. for you, you know? And, yeah. and she watches these. So, you know. Sorry, mom. Yeah, but they, no, I, have the, I have the same. I have the same thing. Is like I, my my parents, you know, obviously aren't into Minecraft, but they they did like when we did the animated shorts. They like watching those because yeah. it's more of like a like a cartoon, and it's it's short, and they can just you know when their friends ask about you know what what does your son do, they can just show them that, and it's kind of quick. And then now the podcast obviously is something a little more easy to to show people, and it's 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 like people get it right versus Minecraft content, but. I did have to kind of coach them for the longest time because like when people would ask like, what does your son do? They'd just say he plays Minecraft. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, mom, 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 dad. No, it is a lot more to it than just playing the video (laughs) game. Right. Like, and that's what we find uh, ourselves in the content creator space for the first time is like having to learn that like there is far more behind what goes into a video than just playing the video game. Right. And you mentioned Mm -hmm. you're heavy into editing and you have like some serious skills uh, with when it comes to editing, even outside of the video game, which um, I at this point in the podcast, I, I want to kind of save that other world of things. That yeah, you do I was exactly thinking that for a part two, because yes. uh, there yep. is a big poster behind you and, yep. it, and it is another piece of your life. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, there's another piece of your life that you do outside of just playing Minecraft and, and being on the Hermitcraft server and all that kind of stuff that we've been talking about for the past 40 plus minutes. And I want to give that like proper time because uh, you and your buddy, Jack, you have a a podcast that you just restarted called A World Without. And aside from that, you have a a whole channel that you guys did some amazing work on. I know it's on hiatus at the moment, um, at least that portion, that style of video on that channel. Mm. Uh, But I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the experience that you had basically making short films with your buddy, Jack. And so. Yeah, I don't want to rush through it and feel like we're going to shove all that into the rest of this mm-hmm. uh, particular segment of the podcast. So how would you feel if we wrap things up right now and we bring you back for a part two, which will happen the week after? You, yeah. you, you got yeah. time for that? Absolutely. It sounds like a, a great time. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Dude, you read you absolutely read my mind. Like this whole time I was like, I, I like we're talking about all these great things. I'm like, I really want to get into Chris I and Chad. I really did. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, been, I've been dying to get into um because you just literally restarted your your podcast with Jack and and uh and I listened to some of it and it's just fantastic. It's a fantastic podcast. And it just reminded me that like, you know, as we talked about you developing proximity and you doing all this stuff, I wanted to be like, you do so much more than yeah. what we've talked about and we got we got to talk about it but I want to give it I want to give it its proper due. So yeah. yeah, let's let's take a quick break and for all the all the viewers and listeners sorry you're going to have to you're going to have to wait another week. But um yeah, we'll bring you back for part 2 if you're down. Brilliant. Yeah, sounds good, guys. All right, excellent. excellent. We'll see you again in a bit.